Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. My name is Henry. This is episode 17. And we're going to be going over the series against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, by the way, the last episode, episode 16, I mistakenly said that was the 14th series that the Giants played. It was the 15th series. So that's my bad. This was the 16th series. And the Giants went to Minnesota for a three-game set. And I got to tell you, it feels good getting two out of three. So another series win. But the last game left a sour taste in most most people's mouths. I'll go ahead and uh, preface that. But in game one, it was another story of the Giants getting all their offense in one inning and then hoping it would last out, and it did. The Giants ended up winning 4-1, to one, the only run being given up by Tristan Beck, uh, and they went with a semi-bullpen game there. In game two, it was... An odd way that the Giants won, in my opinion, they uh, they let the Twins give them the game. The Twins completely gave up the game. They had a three-run lead, and that was going into the top of the sixth, and then the Giants scored two runs back-to-back innings and ended up winning four to three. And then game three was one to forget. This was such a frustrating game from the standpoint of the defensive mistakes that happened and then the inability of the offense to really help produce. The Giants ended up winning 7-1, to one, having four errors. And this was the game that left the most runners on base. But they still came away, two out of three, and today they start a four-game set against the Brewers. We'll talk about that later. So the starters for each game were, in game one, we opened with Brebia and then went to Manaya to face Ober. In game two, it was Cobb versus Gray. And then in game three, they Sclafani versus Ryan. So let's go ahead and get into it. So... As I said, game one, we had Brebia starting. He was the opener, excuse me. Uh, he only pitched the first inning. Uh, he got two strikeouts. And then after him came Manaya. And it was honestly the best showing that Manaya's had pretty much all year. He went 3.2, uh, gave up only three hits, walked three, but he did strike out eight and allowed no runs, uh, no home runs, no nothing like that. Um, so very good showing by Manaya there. Uh, as for our own lineup, we had Wade Jr. at first. He went 0 for 3 with a walk and a run. Uh, Flores would come on to pinch hit in the ninth and then play uh, first base. He went 0 for 1, striking out. Uh, Yastrzemski was in center. He went 0 for 4 with a walk, a strikeout, and a run. Davis was DHing. He went 1 for 4 with a strike, an RBI, and a run. Conforto was in right. He went one for three with a three-run home run, a walk, and a strikeout. Uh, Sable was in left. He went one for two with two walks. Uh, and then Johnson would come into pinch run for him and then play left field. Did not get a chance to bat. Schmidt played third in this game. He went 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Uh, 
Bailey was catching. He went 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Crawford was at short. He went 1 for 4 with two strikeouts. And Wisely was at second. He went 1 for 4 with two strikeouts. So not a lot of production coming there from the uh, 6, 7, 8, 9 hitters. Uh, overall, five hits at 33 at-bats, 10 strikeouts, five walks, one home run, four RBIs, four runs. Um, so as for the relief pitchers, Manaya did make it through to two outs in the fifth, but then Tristan Beck would come on to get the last out in the fifth via ground out, and then he'd come back out for the bottom of the sixth, getting a one, two, three inning on a ground out to second, a ground out to third and a strikeout. And then in the seventh, he would come back out another one, two, three inning, uh, strikeout, strikeout, ground out. Uh, in the eighth, he would give up a home run to the first batter that he faced on a two Oh count. Uh, but then he would strike out the next batter and then he'd hit a batter. So he left with one on and one out. Uh, and that brought in Tyler Rogers, who would walk the first batter he faced. Now there's two on, but then he'd get two strikeouts to end the inning. And then in the ninth, it was uh, Alexander who would come out. Uh, he would hit the first batter uh, with a pitch, but then the next batter would ground into a double play and then a line out ended the game. Giants winning four to one. So for the pitcher report, I decided to focus on Manaya because he did pitch the most innings and he had a good outing. He went 3.2, like I said, during 83 pitches, uh, 51 four-seam fastballs, 21 sliders, eight change-ups, and three sinkers. Uh, for his change-ups, they averaged 88, the lowest at 85, the highest almost at 91. The four-seam fastballs averaged 93.9, almost 94. Lowest was 91. The highest was just over 96. The sinkers averaged 94.3. And then the sliders averaged 83.6. The lowest was almost 81. The highest was 86. Uh, the sliders did not have much lateral movement, just a lot of drop. And then the four seamers, everything else was going away from a right-handed batter, at least according to this center line. Good release point. All relatively the same release point. His strike zone coverage, the way that this pattern has it, it looks like it's starting up and away from a righty and then coming down and into a right-handed batter. He threw 43 pitches in the strike zone and 40 pitches out of the strike zone. Batters would swing at 31 of his pitches and take 52. Uh, they took a lot of his sliders. They only swung at four of his sliders uh, and three of his change-ups. And then because he threw so many four seamers, they it's kind of they took more than they swung at, but 35 balls, uh, 31 strikes, 17 of them swinging, 14 of them called. The majority of his called swing or his called strikes were off of excuse me. 17 called, 14 swinging. I apologize. And the majority of the swinging strikes were his four seam fastball. Uh, 17 of his pitches were hit in a way, uh, 11 foul tips, three hits for outs, the three base hits. Three base hits were two fastballs and a changeup. Only got one hard hit, and it was a fastball ground ball. So good to see Manaya putting up a, a runless outing uh, that is positive movement. 
Calling the balls and strikes was a man named Alex Tosi. Uh, he has an overall accuracy of 95% and overall consistency of 95%. His overall favor was plus 0.25 runs for Minnesota. The impactful missed calls he had. The first one, top of the sixth, Pagan to Sable. Zero outs, runner on first, 2 0 count. A ball is called a strike. Second one, bottom of the eighth, Rogers to Castro. Two outs, runners on first and second. 0-2 count, strike is called a ball. And then the third one, top of the seventh, Jacks to Wisely. No outs, base is empty, 1-2 count, a strike is called a ball. So, uh, called ball accuracy, 96%. Five of 126 called balls are true strikes. Called strike accuracy was 93%. Four of 54 called strikes or true balls. So I like seeing those uh, accuracies in the mid to high 90s. Those are better. So that was game one. Uh, like I said, another example that we've seen this year of a lot of offense in one inning and then riding it out through the rest of the game because in the first inning, It all was so they had a walk, a walk, a double to score one. Excuse me. So it was Wade Jr. walked, Yaz walked, Davis doubled to left. So uh, Wade scored and Yaz will move to third. And then Conforto homered, a three run home run. And then after that, it was a walk, ground out, ground out, strikeout. But look at that. Davis RBI double, Conforto with. A uh, three-run home run, and as for the offense as a to as a whole, uh, they left seven on base, went two for eleven with runners in scoring position. Um, yeah, Davis, Wisely, and Sable all hit doubles in the game. Defense only turned one double play. So. Moving on to game two. And as I said before, this was a Cobb start. And not a bad start for Cobb. Gave up three earned runs. All three of those were off of home runs, by the way. Uh, top, bottom of the first, solo or a two-run home run to Buxton. And then the bottom of the fifth, a solo home run. Um, Cobb ended up going seven full innings, uh, giving up six hits, Three earned runs, eight strikeouts. Uh, walked one. And like I said, the two home runs. So not a terrible start to only give, uh, give up three runs. So it was a quality start. Just wish it wasn't off home runs. Uh, as for our own lineup, yeah, had Wade Jr. at first. He went two for five with a strikeout. Estrada was playing shortstop, then moved over to second base. He went one for five with two strikeouts and a run. Davis was playing third. He went 0 for four with a walk, a strikeout, and a run. Conforto was in right. He went two for five with another home run, two RBIs, uh, and two runs. And he also struck out twice. Hanniger was in left. He went one for four with a walk. Yaz was in center. He went one for two with a strikeout, and then Schmidt would come into pinch hit and play shortstop, and then Schmidt would go 0 for two. Sable was DHing. He went one for two 
Flores would come out to pinch hit for him and also DH, and Flores would go 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Bailey was 1 for 3 with an RBI, a walk, and a strikeout. Wisely was playing second. He went 1 for 2 with a strikeout. And then Johnson would come in a pinch hit for him and play center. Johnson went 0 for 1 with a walk, a strikeout, and an RBI. That's a total of 10 hits, 37 at-bats, uh, 12 strikeouts, but four runs. Luckily, those four runs were enough to win the game four to three. So after Cobb went seven full innings, uh, Alexander would come out to pitch the eighth, and he'd have a one, two, three inning. Ground out, ground out, ground out. And then in the bottom of the ninth, he started to become automatic. It was Duvall. He would come out and he'd get a strikeout, a strikeout, hit a batter by a pitch, but then strike out the next batter. Three strikeouts to get the save and let the Giants win four to three. For the offense, uh, they left 10 Runners on base went one for nine with runners in scoring position. Um, Conforto, Estrada, and Sable all hit doubles. For fielding, they turned uh, two double plays. And Wade Jr. has earned his fourth error in this game on fielding. Um, so, yeah, like I said, those uh, those runs that the offense scored it was the Twins game to lose. So if you go back and you look at the two runs they scored in the sixth, it was bases loaded. And Sonny Gray was still pitching in the top of the sixth. Davis walked, Conforto doubled, and then Hanniger walked. So it's bases loaded. And then they brought out Schmidt for Yaz, and they took out Sonny Gray. Schmidt flew out. Flores struck out. Okay, so now it's bases loaded, two outs. Walk, run scored, new pitcher. Walk, run scored, and then finally a strikeout. So your starting pitcher let the bases get loaded. Your next, your first relief pitcher gets two outs, but then walks a batter. You bring in a new pitcher, he walks the first batter he faces. So Two runs given up by the Twins on bases-loaded walks. And then the next inning, uh, Estrada doubled, but then Davis would ground out, but then Conforto would hit a two-run home run. So Conforto coming in uh, pretty nicely in both games, a three-run home run in the first one, a two-run home run in the second one. Um, both ultimately the last bit of offense uh, for the Giants in both games. So that's kind of interesting, too. Um both getting the Giants to four runs, which would ultimately win them both games. So Twins gave up game two, four to three. Let's look at the uh, pitcher report. Alex Cobb threw 95 pitches through seven innings, uh, 46 sinkers, 23 knuckle curves, 22 splitters, and four sliders. His splitters were averaging 89 and a half. The slowest one, almost 88. The fastest one, almost 91. Knuckle curves averaging 83.8. Slowest, 82. Fastest, almost 85. 
his sinkers were all averaging 94.9, the slowest 93 and a half, the fastest just over 96. And then the four sliders averaged 86.3. A lot of drop from that knuckle curve. Slider had quite a bit of drop too. Those sinkers and splitters were tailing into a right-handed batter from that release point. Uh, release point of almost six feet for him. His strike zone, not a huge like directional skew like there's not a major skew it's a, uh, a pretty good distribution around the strike zone he threw 40 pitches in the strike zone and 55 out of the zone batters would swing at 40 and take 55 um, they swung at more splitters than they took they took more knuckle curves than they swung at and it's about an even distribution relative to the numbers of taking versus swinging for the sinkers. 31 balls, 33 strikes, 24 called strikes, nine swinging. The swinging strikes were six knuckle curves and three splitters. 31 of his pitches were hit in the way, 13 foul tips, 11 hits for outs, and seven base hits. Six hard hit balls, one line drive, and five fly balls. Of the fly balls, four of them were splitters. One was a sinker. So good quality start from Cobb. Good on the uh, offense to be able to put up four runs late in the game to get the win. Calling the balls and strikes was a man named Tony Randazza. Dazo, excuse me, Randazzo. Uh, overall accuracy, 94%. Overall consistency, 92%. Uh, his impactful missed calls. Excuse me. He had an overall favor of plus 0 0.05 runs for Minnesota. His impactful missed calls. The first one was top of the sixth. Gray to Hanniger, No outs. Runners on second and third. First pitch. A ball is called a strike. Uh, and then the next one, top of the eighth. Jacks to Flores. No outs, space is empty, 0-2 count, ball is called a strike. Uh, and then bottom of the first, Cobb to Solano, one out, base is empty, 0-2 count, strike is called a ball. So yeah, all three of those are against the Giants. Uh, called ball accuracy, 99%. One of 101 called balls were true strikes. And his called strike accuracy was a bit low, 86%. Nine of 64 called strikes were true balls. So that sealed the series win for the Giants. Uh, the next game, like I said, was frustrating, to say the least. And here's my quick take on, on a game three when you've already won the first two games. Any baseball fan knows that it's hard to sweep unless you're playing one of the bottom like three teams of the league and even sometimes you can have an off day uh but sweeping is hard and you're not getting a day off in between this series and the next series you play you're playing three games and then four games and i'll be honest i would have been okay 
if the way that they had lost had only been like maybe by one run, like a two one game, and you know the defense was sharp, they just the other team was just that much better. But to lose seven to one with four errors, and you actually out hit the other team by three hits. That's frustrating to watch or to listen to or to follow for any fan. Um, so to start, uh, like I said, it was Dave Scafani on the mound. Had a rough go of it. He gives up a leadoff home run in the bottom of the first. But we get that right back in the second. But then in the second, they ended up scoring a couple more times, and then he ends up with four earned runs, seven total runs, two walks, six strikeouts, six hits over five innings, two home runs. So he was bookended by home runs. Um, and then... So not a not a great start for Dave Scafani. He's now three and four on the season. His ERA is now three four three. Um, as for our offense, Wade Jr. was at first. He went two for four with a strikeout and a walk. Estrada was DHing. He went two for five with a strikeout. Hanniger was in left. He went zero for five with two strikeouts. Conforto was in right. He went one for five with two strikeouts. Sable was catching. He went zero for four with a walk and a strikeout. Yaz was in center. He went one for three with a run and a strikeout. Uh, Flores would come in to pinch hit and then play third. Flores went one for two with a strikeout. Schmidt was playing third, then moved to second. He went one for five with an RBI and three strikeouts. Crawford was playing short. He went one for two with two walks and a strikeout. And Wisely was playing second and then moved to center. He went one for four with a strikeout. Hmm. Anyway, so first out of the pen for the Giants uh, in the sixth inning was Walker. So Desclafani only pitched five innings because he did come out for the sixth and then gave up a home run to the first guy that he saw. So Kappa pulled him, pulled in Walker. Walker has a one, two, three inning. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Walker comes out, uh, back out again. One, two, three inning. Strikeout, ground out, fly out. And then in the eighth, Taylor Rogers comes in and he has a scoreless inning. Enfield single, ground out to third, walk, strikeout, line out. Uh, and then because the Giants were unable to put up any offense, they could not force the bottom of the ninth. So going back, let's look at our offense overall. And this is probably... The defense was bad, but this was also bad. 15 runners left on base. Two for 16 with runners in scoring position. That's how you get 10 hits, but only one run right there. 
Crawford, Flores, Yaz, and Estrada all hit doubles. And then there were four errors, two on Crawford, two on Wisely. So overall, just a pretty pretty sloppy game. Uh, Descafani had a wild pitch. Descafani hit Castro with a pitch. Um, let's quickly go over this pitcher report. Descafani threw 97 pitches. 38 sinkers, 29 sliders, two changeups, or excuse me, 19 knuckle curves, nine four seamers, and then two changeups. The four seamers averaged 92.4. The knuckle curves averaged 82.2. The sinkers averaged 92.9. The sliders averaged 86.7. Knuckle curves had a lot of drop. Sliders didn't have much lateral movement. Four seamers, sinkers, and the changeups looked like they were coming into a right-handed batter per this reference line. About a four and a half, almost five foot release point. The spray across the strike zone uh, looks like it was up and into a righty to down and out. He threw 49 pitches in the strike zone, threw 48 out of the zone. Batters swung at 41 of them and took 56. About an, uh, about a, an even distribution relative to taking the swinging for all the pitches. He threw 38 balls, 26 strikes, 15 of them called, 11 of them swinging. 33 of his pitches were contacted with 16 foul hits. Eight hits for outs and nine base hits. Those nine base hits, five sliders, two sinkers, one four seamer, one changeup. Eleven hard hits, one ground ball, six line drives, three fly balls, one pop up. And just to go back and uh, understand those home runs that he gave up. The first one, 01 count, a slider. And then the second one he gave up, that would be the last battery faced. Full count, sinker. In case anybody was wondering. And then Todd Titchener was calling balls and strikes. He has an overall accuracy of 95%, overall consistency of 91%, overall favor plus 0.57 runs for Minnesota. His impactful missed calls, top of the sixth, Stewart to Estrada, no outs, bases loaded, 1-1 count, a ball is called a strike. The second one, bottom of the seventh, Walker to Solano, no outs, bases empty, 2-2 count, strike is called a ball. And then the third one, bottom of the fourth, Desclafani to Taylor. No outs, base is empty, 2-1 count, strike is called a ball. So, yeah. All three of those went against the Giants. Not that it was making that much of a difference, let's be honest, with the uh, lack of offense, lack of ability to get runners across the plate for the offense. Called ball accuracy, 95%. Six of 116 called balls are true strikes. 
Called strike accuracy, also 95%, three of 56 called strikes were true balls. So mid-90s there, that's good to see. All right, so that's the twin series coming out two to three or two to one with the win. Like I said, that last game just left a lot to be desired. Uh, sloppy game by the Giants. Um, but this series does move them up to 24 and 25. One game under 500. Uh, they're now six games back of the Dodgers, who are still at the top at 31 and 20. Puts them at four and a half games back of the Diamondbacks, who are sitting at 29 and 21. Two games ahead of the Padres, who are 22 and 27. And three and a half games ahead of the Rockies, who are 21 and 29. Uh, Fangraphs currently has the Giants at a 44.2% chance to make the playoffs and a 6.8% chance to win the division. And let's go ahead and take a look at some of the wild card standings to kind of put that into perspective. Right now, as it sits, of course, the three leaders, Atlanta, L.A., and Milwaukee, and then Arizona, Pittsburgh, and then Miami and New York Mets are both tied. They're 25 and 25 for that third spot. We're half a game back from the third spot. And then one full game behind us are the Phillies at 23 and 26. That's pretty telling about the National League right now. The American League is a head and shoulders above the National League right now. When you look at the fact that the two teams that are tied for the third spot in the wild card are right at 500, the team that's only half a game back is one game under, and the next team behind them is three games under. When you look at the American League, where the person in the last spot of the wild card is the Astros who are 28 and 21 and the team one game behind them are the angels who are 28 and 23 and behind them are two AL East at 26 and 24, the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. You've got to go down one, two, three, four, four teams out of the wild card to get to the first team that's under 500 in the AL, and that's the Detroit Tigers at 22 and 25. So, that being said, that just means that the Giants, what they've got to start doing now is slowly and steadily just stacking on the series wins. Minimize the amount of games that they have, like yesterday, uh, which I know is, is saying a lot of the obvious, but uh, and then I'm, I'm looking at the Giants roster resource page on Fangrass right now. And when this roster came out at the beginning of the season, no one really had a lot of high expectations. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I looked at it and was like, okay, we may be okay. Um, we signed some guys that we wanted to get great seasons out of looking at Conforto and Hanniger, And, you know, as far as the pitchers, we were hoping we could get them to be the best versions of themselves, looking at Manaya, Taylor Rogers, and Stripling. 
But I think a lot of the general consensus around at least honest Giants fans is that we need more homegrown. You need the farm system to produce the best players that we're going to have because that's the better chance you're going to have to truly win when it counts. Uh, Looking at our hitting, the Giants are 19th in average, 17th in on-base percentage, 14th in OPS, 21st in runs scored, and 25th in stolen bases. We are only top 10 in home runs, 7th. Okay. Our starting pitchers are pretty good. 6th in ERA, 9th in whip, 2nd in walks per 9, 10th in home runs per 9, 14th in strikeouts per 9, and then 21st in hits per 9. That's where it kind of falls off. But hey, starters looking pretty good. And then you get to the relief pitchers. 28th in ERA, 26th in whip, 20th in walks per nine, 28th in hits per nine, 30th in home runs per nine. The thing that they rate higher in than anything else, strikeouts per nine at 11. But I do want to say that the bullpen actually did really good in this series. When you look at the first game being basically a bullpen game, only giving up one run, and that was Tristan Beck, and that's he's a rookie. And then the next two games, the starters gave up the runs. The starters combined for 10 runs, and all the relievers combined for zero. So I, I do want to say, you know, good job by the relievers in this series to do their jobs, do the best they could to allow the offense to try and pick up the game. Unfortunately, they just couldn't do it in the last game. Like I said, if it had been closer, like a one-run game, I would not be as upset about the third game. But a six-run game, when you out-hit the other team by three hits because you had four errors, yeah, that's kind of gross. And we've got some guys that are cooling down. We knew that Schmidt was going to cool down. He can't really sustain an over 400 batting average. But hopefully he starts to pick it back up again. You know, at least one hit a game, two hits a game. And only, you know, let's limit the amount of hitless games to one at a time instead of getting back-to-back hitless games. Yaz is still trying to come back around after an IL stint. Uh, Davis kind of went cool in this game or in this uh, series, excuse me. Estrada's still kind of cooled off a little bit. Uh, we need him to get back to what he was in the first four or five weeks of the season. Um, Conforto's starting to get it together. You know, both the, the two home runs that pretty much sealed games one and two came off of the bat of Conforto. And I think Hanniger is kind of watching him and uh, starting to pick it up a little bit too. Overall, I think the only reason I've got kind of a foul taste in my mouth about this series is because of the last game. We have the Brewers coming up next. 
four games against them in Milwaukee. And then we come home again, no break. So we just had three against the twins. Now we're going to play four straight against Milwaukee and then three straight when we come home against Pittsburgh, who has drastically cooled off since their hot run to start the season. Our first off day will be Thursday the 1st, and then we host Baltimore over the weekend, who is playing really good baseball right now. That will be a real test, I believe. Uh, We've already played Milwaukee once uh, this year. So there shouldn't be too many surprises there. We do see Burns again during this time. Uh, Our projected starters are going to be Scott Alexander today, Alex Wood Friday, Webb on Saturday, and Cobb on Sunday. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, I'm hoping just at the very least for a 500 right there, two to two. I would be happy with that. And then come back and take two out of three from Pittsburgh and then taking two out of three from Baltimore would be really cool too. But we'll see. So that'll do it for this episode. If you have any tips, corrections, anything like that, any type of feedback, go ahead and let me know. I do appreciate any and all feedback that I get. Um, for all of the references for today, fan graphs, baseball reference, baseball savant, ESPN, uh, and then the ump scorecards, and of course the athletic, Andrew Bagley and Grant Brisbee, and NBC Sports Bay Area, Alex Pavlovich. Get a lot of information from all those different sources to make this show. And I will see you after the Milwaukee games. So have a good weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Be safe. Peace.